Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Unbreakable with Jay Glazer, a mental health podcast, helping you out of the gray and into the blue. Now, here's Jay Glazer. Welcome into Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer. And we have a very special guest today, but before I get to him, quick word from our sponsor. If you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in this country experienced mental illness last year. Yet far too many fail to receive the support they need. Carolyn Behavioral Health is doing something about it. They understand that behavioral health is a key part of whole health, delivering compassionate care that treats physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carolyn Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. All right, folks, exactly a year ago, I started this podcast with the same guest I'm having on right now, Sean McVay, head coach of the Rams, who is also very integral in me explaining in my book, Unbreakable, how I turn my depression, anxiety into motivation, and you can too, who's integral in that book in explaining mental health and how I explain it to him, we were able to then explain it to the world and really help a lot of people out. Sean, at the time, wasn't really sure about mental health when we were talking about it way back then, two years ago. He damn sure understands it now, but you know, Sean, I appreciate you coming, joining in. It's, it's special that we had you last year. Going into week one, having you this year, this would be our 53rd show. Um, wow. Going in. So I appreciate it. But, you know, I kind of want to dive into what you've learned over the past year. Cause last year you got into what you've learned. Okay. Now I get it, Jay. I understand, you know, some of the trauma that we go through, but obviously last year at the end of last season, you were really going back and forth even more about whether you're going to coach again or not. And you were going through things that, that I hadn't seen you go through before. So kind of want to dive into what you've learned. From the first time you came on Unbreakable to now. Yeah. I, you know, obviously we're such close friends and you mean so much to me. So I appreciate you having me on. I think the first thing is this. When we've talked about it before, you know, you've kind of joked about, you know, you haven't really, your, your toughest experience was losing the Super Bowl in 18. And, you know, we would laugh about it, but I didn't really realize 
you know, you, you read about people that go through adversity and you try to always want to, you know, be able to handle things accordingly. But until you go through it, you're not able to really grow through it or talk about it. And I've been so blessed and fortunate. And last year, especially from a professional perspective, you know, with how much we put in and how much I love coaching, how much I love this, and, and sometimes how much your identity can wrongly be tied up in the results, um, it taught me a lot. And we had had so many things that had gone well in the first five years that I had been a head coach that, you know, you talk about going through adversity, uh, but then when you're forced to really go through some things and then you reflect back on, am I really being the leader, the person that I want to be? Am I letting the outside circumstances affect whether it be the security you have in yourself? the identity, being the leader that you want to be? And the answer is I wasn't proud of what I what I was last year in the midst of a lot of real adversity. What I am grateful for is it forced reflection. It forced me to get grounded in a way that I would have never done otherwise if it wasn't for going through and ultimately hopefully growing through some of the experiences that we had last year because it's always about being the person that you want to be. And there's so many things that are outside of your control. But here's what I learned. You want to have values and principles that guide your everyday approach. You want to make sure that you surround yourself with people that are positive influences that are the all-time friends, not just the good-time friends. And then you got to do an unbelievable job of having great epic self-talk, you know, because so many of your thoughts and the things that you can do can take you down a, a, you know, a road that you don't want to go if you're not cognizant of that. And then I think the last part that I've really focused on, Jay, is, is having, you know, outstanding daily recovery habits, getting your rest, starting to get an awareness of when you start to get a little bit irritable or edgy, let's take a break, let's go exercise, let's do some breathing, some meditation. But um, it, it's one of those deals. I think the biggest difference I would say, Jay, is, is we're always accustomed to we're preparing for a game and then we're either trying to get the result that we want or not. This is a never-ending journey. This is a way of life. This is being more the person that I want to be for close friends like you, for my wife, Veronica, for the people that I love unconditionally, that love me unconditionally. And while I didn't like a lot of the things that that occurred last year, I'm really grateful for the perspective, for the work that it caused, and for where I'm at now. And I think really the journey is getting ready to get started. And I'm very, you know, I'm optimistic that with the people that I'm around, with some of these things that we've started to implement, that you're not going to be so affected by the things that are outside of your control and you're going to be more consistent with the person you want to be, very much like we've talked about, but now it's about putting it into action. You just said you were you weren't proud of certain things that you how you handled things last year. Explain, dive into that for me. The biggest thing, Jay, would be a lot of the things that I internalized. And the, the main thing, what I sometimes lost perspective of is what a blessing this is to be able to be a coach in the National Football League and really a coach in general. I don't take that, you know, mantle lightly in terms of the influence, the way you want to positively affect guys and the way that you want to positively affect situations. Now, it can't all be, you know, everything is all positive, but it's about are you positively affecting change, whether it be with people or with situations you're a part of? And in a lot of instances, you know, you challenge your players to say, let's be your best regardless of the circumstances. And I can be honest enough to say there were times that I was not. I let the outside circumstances dictate, you know, my overall vibe, the energy and the engagement that I brought to these guys, my enjoyment, the overall security I felt in myself as a person. And I think that was a necessary step for my, you know, growth. And, and again, just getting back grounded. 
You know, I could be a stubborn guy, Jay, and so you can read about no, stuff. Oh, no, you? No. But <laughs> no, not at all. I feel like it forced some reflection, some growth, some relationships, some uh, some dialogue where you're coming from a much more educated perspective. I mean, we sat on this a year ago, and the perspective that I have, and if you said, okay, coming off of the year that we were so fortunate and blessed to have, did you learn more that year? Did you learn more this last year? It's not even close. You know, you, you become more aware. You learn more when you go through the trials and the tribulations and the challenging things and the things that don't go the way you want to. But I think it's always about the response. And I think I thought that there was this image that you had to uphold of perfection that just wasn't real. And it's about, you know, being the person that you want to be more consistently. But I also think it was about giving myself a little bit more grace. You know, sometimes you can challenge yourself so much. And you've always kind of said this to me, but I'm not going to apologize for having high expectations, but it's also a let's control what you can control and let's expend your energy, your engagement and your effort in those things. And I think having the wisdom to be able to discern the differences between the two can be easier said than done. And, and the activation part of the plan is the most challenging. Well, listen, I know you're not on social media. So a lot of people, a lot of us, the problem is that we compare ourselves to everybody else's filtered fraction of a second of highlights on social media um, or we hear that outside noise. You're not on that, but you are saying you, you're comparing yourself to like yeah. how it had been. So how are you hearing that? And is that, was that a big problem? Is that you're comparing yourself to what you were when you, you know, had those winning years as opposed to last year? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot 
and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I I think what you become is you become obsessed with the societal scoreboard instead of the personal scoreboard, and you start worrying about things that are outside of your control. You stop expending your energy on the stuff that is in your control. You know, the way that you continue to pour into these relationships, the way that you go back to work. Like one of the big things too, Jay, that I would say is, is that I've really gotten into this concept of a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And I think in a lot of instances, as a result of things going well, you almost become less resilient to when you do face adversity because you think, oh, it just happened that way instead of, no, the work works. The people that you were doing it with were instrumental in the collective success that we were able to achieve as teams in those previous years. And then there are certain things where when you do go through adversity, you only have control over so much. You know, we did have some real things that occurred that were outside of our control, but how do you make sure that you're handling in a manner that when you look back on it, because it's all such temporary moments in time, can you be proud of the friend, the leader, the coach, whether it be the husband, you know, future father here coming up in a couple months, you know, can you be proud of that? And when I look back on last year, I'm grateful that I can say, no, I wasn't proud of that person, but I can control being a better version of myself because there's been moments of time when you've been that. And then having gone through those adverse moments, you feel like you're better equipped with the armor to apply the things. And now I'm a big believer in this, Jay, and we've talked about this a lot. Like I see better than I hear. Like I can say that right now. The real challenge is going to be if we, when we go through adversity at some point, you know, which is inevitable. All right. How steady are you in that storm? How much are you doing the things that you talk about? That's to me when, you know, I can be able to tell you, you know, I think a lot of this work that we put in, because up until this point, you know, this is like training camp and preseason. But now that the season really starts, let, let's see if we can apply these principles and be the person you want to be for the people that you love and care about and not be selfishly motivated, but be motivated to, to do right for others. And, and that's where you can have your cup full all the time. I've seen a much lighter side of you. Look, day one at camp this year, you know, I was joking around with your whole sideline because the scoreboard went dead, and I yelled out to your whole sideline, well, we're about to see if he's a calmer Sean McVay, and you were. You didn't rip the shit out of everybody. You're much calmer. It was day one. I was proud of you. You're definitely a lot lighter. Is that just for what you're learning, or is that also because you're going to have a kid here in a, a month and a half? You know what? I think it's a little bit of both. And, and again, here's the thing too. And you know me as well as anybody, Jay. I'm still wired. I'm still, uh, you know, an urgent guy that doesn't have the best patience. I'm working on those things. What I would say is better up to this point is the awareness of when you feel yourself getting to a point that, all right, this isn't going to elicit positive change, the feelings that I'm feeling. It's not that I'm going to change part of the DNA, but you can be more aware of it and then apply those principles that I was talking about when I was a little too long-winded at the beginning of this conversation. That's what it is. And then you just mentioned it. You know, A lot of the reflection that we had, when you're talking about, all right, how do you get back to, you know, being the person you want to be? How do you put an action plan in place that really makes you feel 
you know, good about being the coach that you want to be for the people that you're working with and make sure that this is a blessing and not a burden. And then it's also like, hey, you know, when I'm fortunate enough to have our son in a couple months here, am I going to be able to say do as dad did or, you know, do as I say, not as I do when those inevitable challenging moments in, in life occur? And and that was a big catalyst for, you know, doing the work. And, and now it's about being able to apply it and see if we've built up the armor. And, and I do think it's not just a journey where you're in this by yourself. You know, it's about having friends like yourself and my wife, Veronica, and the people that I love and care about so closely here with the Rams that I'm working with, whether it be coaches or players. What was your darkest moment last year? You know, I'll be honest with you. It, it all blended together. It, it, it was more about you're, you're just in a rut and you're almost just kind of going through the motions where you feel like you're having an out-of-body experience. It was just, you know, I, I would like to think that I've always been a pretty joyful guy where you've got an optimistic approach and you just lose the essence of the things that if you were to say, how would you want people to describe you and what do you hope that you come off as towards them based on what you value and what is true to your heart. I think the the sad thing is a lot of those things were not reflected and that's what I don't ever want to do again. Uh, and again, I, I don't want to sit here and pretend like everything is all rosy either, but there's certain ways that you can respond and handle things accordingly and just be that, that person that, that ends up being a positive influence with your friends, your family, your players, your coaches and in a lot of instances, I wasn't. And I think a lot of the stuff that you went through, too, you internalized. Now, the people that know me closest, they knew what was going on and and that I wasn't myself. I mean, shoot, and, and it wasn't just last year either. I, I don't think that this was exclusive to just last year. It just got exclamated because now, oh, by the way, we're not getting the results we wanted. There's been, you know, for a few years where you just need to be reflective on making sure that you recommit to the values and principles that are in alignment with being the person you want to be. And, and it had been a while since I had been that person. It just got masked because we were able to have, you know, some fortunate results that kind of just end up kind of brushing it under the rug and you're not really forced to address the things. And it's not any new information to you, but I think Going through last year made me realize that, like, this wasn't anything new. It just got revealed in a very public fashion because of some of the, whether it's the shame, the embarrassment that I felt and not being the person that I wanted to be. Your, your darkest moment for me, you talk about Rosie. Rosie and I went to spend Thanksgiving with you after we got off our show. You told us about your dream. Do you remember that? No. Oh, my God. You're like, hey, I tell you, I tell you, Rosie and I show up. And the first thing you say is, hey, tell you about my dream last night. He said, no. He said, oh, yeah, I was getting carjacked. This guy pulled the gun out, right? No. <laughs> Do you remember this? No, that was – I had seen a – I had seen a – I had. I was walking out, and I had seen the news that somebody had, and I – this is this is terrible. I mean, they, you know <laughs> – It's terrible. But they don't want to pull me over right now. I said, I bet you won't. You know, it was – you know, but that's not even – you know, you just realize, like – Hey, there were some moments where I was in, I was not myself. That's for sure. But that's the thing too. Like even the year before when you were winning, you weren't enjoying it. You weren't, you were having these really, really, really dark moments. And I think for the pressure of your job, but it's all relative. Like all our problems weigh the same. So, you know, there's a time you see me at some really dark moments when you were thinking the outside, man, life is great. And my life is great. 
but between my ears just sucks sometimes and and I don't see it at the same time. And I think you go through that same thing where, man, your life is great. You're the youngest fucking coach in the history of the National Football League. But these stresses and pressures make us think that our lives suck when they don't. And that's that's our biggest challenge. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So true. And, and those are in the light tell yourself are that I won't be happy unless you achieve X, Y, and Z. And then once you do that, it's never enough. And, and the reality is this. I think you can still be a great competitor and try to strive for, you know, achieving goals with the people that you care about, but with the right perspective and the right approach that's in alignment with being just more steady and still as a person. And, and it's all temporary moments in time. Um, but I'll tell you this, Jay. I, I, like I had mentioned earlier, it, I would never have had the perspective if it wasn't going through and, and really being the person that I didn't want to be. Because again, 
these were things I knew I was getting towards. And you're getting further away from the zest and the joy for just coaching football and it being a blessing. And slowly but surely, if you let those outside influences or even the conversations you have in your mind, you know, totally dictate your self-worth, your identity, man, it can be a really slippery slope. And I don't ever want to go back to that place. And the challenges are ahead. And, and I think the biggest thing that I've learned that I'm really excited and optimistic about applying is, is that like different, we're, we're all so structured, you know, especially as competitors, you as an athlete. And now, you know, you go through coaching and really you're a coach in this light based on the wisdom that you're able to provide and do so many different things. And I'm a coach, but it's like, okay, how do we make sure that that doesn't just dictate our whole identity based on what those results are while still being a competitor and then just being able to seamlessly move from one thing to the next and know that, hey, you know, the winning is all great, but, man, it's ephemeral. It's temporary. But you know what isn't temporary? The character that you have and the way that you respond. Like, I think about the people I respect the most. You know how much appreciation I have for your willingness and your security to be able to acknowledge some of the real things you go through. I respect that a lot, but it's like, did I ever really, you know, give myself the grace to do some of those things? And I think there's a real comfort in acknowledging that, yeah, I did go through some challenging times, but this isn't permanent. You have a say in how you want to be able to respond and we can grab the pen and take hold of it. And, and there's power in acknowledging that, yeah, you know what, that, that was a, that was a moment in time. And that was a period of time that I wasn't proud of that. And I'm, I'm optimistic that we can apply the right principles to say that when we talk about this again and you really have those experiences that you go through, you know what? It wasn't easy, but I was proud of the way that we responded in the midst of some of those challenging setbacks. I think it makes you so much better of a coach if you can use these to discuss them with your coaches, with your players. It makes you more vulnerable. It connects you more to those guys. Yeah. It, it humanizes you, right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, absolutely. Make you much better coach. Yeah, and, and, and again, it's like anything else. The experiences help teach you. And man, in seven years, I might be young in age, but sometimes I feel like an old soul. But last year was probably the most beneficial as I look back and I reflect back on it. It was not at all fun, but it was the most meaningful in regards to the lessons that it taught me. And, and I do think a lot of the, every part of my life is better as a result of some of the things that it's forced me to reflect, to change and to adjust on as of right now. What I want to be able to say to you, Jay, is in the midst of the season, when things get tough or once we go through the season, that I can still feel confident that, Hey, man, I, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I'm going to be cheery if we don't get the result we want. Let's not kid ourselves. But are you applying the principles and are you utilizing the things you learn to beat the person you want to be for the players and for the coaches and having a life that's guided with real purpose instead of some of the selfish stuff that got me twisted up last year? Cause you know, I don't want to be that guy. But I think, like I said, I think if you use a lot of this coach, It'll make you, I just called you coach, which I've never done, but, uh, it'll make you, it'll make you so much better of a coach because think about nowadays the lack of authenticity. These players and you're, and a lot of your coaches are around, right? They're around, like I said, filtered highlights on social media or they're looking at Twitter, which is half of them are bots, half of them are 13 year old kids talking shit from their mom's basement. There's so much, there's no authenticity. So if you could use all the dark shit you've been through to really, you know, lead your players and your coaches there and be authentic in that way, they don't have a lot of authenticity in their life. 
I think that really will have a huge effect on them. Yeah. I mean, and you've mentioned it before. It humanizes you more. And, and here's the, here's the powerful thing about it too. It's all true. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know, like, like people feel that like they've seen know, it. You could talk about it and then it's like, all right, let's come out on the right end of it because. Hey, you show me somebody, I'll show you somebody that's had to persevere through some adversity or gone through some moments that they were not the person they wanted to be. And you know what? It just so happens that that, that reflection has really allowed me to revisit. Like, it's so insane to me to think that like, I stopped loving what I do. And, and this is something that I've always been passionate about. Like if I had told myself, if you said, okay, what would you have, what advice would you have given to yourself when you started this job and some of the feelings that I had and the things that I went through last year, you almost would have said, are you, are you kidding me, man? Get a hold of yourself. But in the midst of that journey, it can be a real thing. And I have such a better understanding and appreciation for it. And I think that's why a lot of the conversations that we've had that you've shared from me going back prior to last year, there maybe was a inability to truly understand you know, when people go through struggles that are very real and they're not out of the norm either. They're just not. And, and, and it can happen to a lot of people that are the most driven to try to achieve. And that's how we are as human beings, but with the right perspective, the right awareness. And, and then I think the, the most important thing too is, is like the right support system. Like you're not in this alone. Like that's why I love what you're doing is there's just such power in that. You know, I had a tendency last year. The more angry you got or the more, you know, down that you got about some of the things going on, the more I drew inward as opposed to expanding your arms and reaching out. And that becomes way worse than anything else. Like you never do that. Two more questions for you. One, you know, and I think you've been to me a lot. So I, you know, let two years ago, I thought you were gone going to television last year. I really thought you were gone. What was it that flipped you to say, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to not go on a TV and stay here and coach? We're realizing that, you know, when you really reflect on who do you want to be and how much you love this job and how much you love the blessing that it provides to be able to positively pour into people. And then you get the chance to work around a game that you've always been passionate about and that you love. Like, it's, it, it seems so insane to me that that was even a thought, but it was more about, it was never that I didn't want to coach. It was more about I wanted to make sure that I could have an action plan that was in alignment with getting back to the person that I wanted to be for the people that I do it for. That's the players. That's the coaches. And being the leader that can positively elicit change, whether that be with people or situations you're a part of. And really, it, it was more about not addressing the insecurities protecting an image that you thought you were trying to uphold. And it seems so silly, but there's power in acknowledging that like while there would have been maybe some other opportunities, it would have been a convenient excuse to just run away from the adversity that we had faced and not addressing the things that needed to be addressed to be the person that I want to be for everybody that I really love and care about. And I feel like I'm so far from that person. And now I'm just interested in continuing to apply that. And it's not like it's a one day thing. It's not like it's a two day thing, or it's not like it's got an end goal to this season. This is like what I want to be for my life. And I'm not, I'm not naive to think that it's a perfect thing, but you know, it's like we have game plans for these games. We have the things that guide situational decisions, but it's like, how often do we have a game plan that really guides being the person that we want to be? And a lot of the things that you went through last year forced that reflection. 
you know, I'm, I'm positive and I'm optimistic about the journey that I've been on the last couple of months. And now I'm really excited to apply it when it really counts, when I know that the challenging triggers and, and some of the things that are on the horizon will possibly present themselves and want to be steady in, uh, in the midst of it all, whether it be good or the challenging times. Last question. Where have you seen yourself already apply it? Like, where have you seen something that in the past would have sent you down a tailspin? And now you're like, Hey, I was able to handle it like this this time. I, I think there's a, there's a lot of instances every day. I mean, you alluded to some of the things in training camp. I think it's more the awareness. And then I think it's more the consistency, not exclusive to at work, but also at home. Like it's not by coincidence that I'm much more thoughtful and considerate of Veronica. Like she's always been so selfless and it's amazing, but I don't think it's by coincidence that my relationship with my wife, my friendships, um, the things that you say you want to be are just better. And then when you do get to those moments where, you know, you're, you still have some of those things that bring up or elicit some of the feelings that you're talking about that you don't want to have or more equipped with tools and weapons to be able to counter it, whether it be taking a step back going and taking a breather, making sure that I'm better about getting my rest. I, I think it's really more about just everyday things. I mean, and then I can be more present. You know, sometimes, I mean, and you know, Jay, like when we've spent time, like you could, you, you're, you're not really there, but you're there and you're able to be more present and you're able to compartmentalize the parts of your life that, oh, by the way, make you better about football when you say, let me take a break from it every now and then. Let me be with my friends. Let me make sure that I'm, you know, being able to get some laughs or get the exercise or be able to have a couple cocktails if we wanted to. But it's just it's just a better balance. It's a better awareness. And, you know, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how that thing unfolds and illustrates itself, uh, you know, with the with the people that I really care about. As we start this great challenge coming up here soon, buddy. <laughs> Brother, I appreciate you, man. Again, you were guest one and I'll guest 52. What do you think, you know, just from our friendship, if you were to say some of the things that maybe you've noticed? I mean, you mentioned the one story, but like, do you feel like there's a difference or what You're would you? So much more present. You're enjoying life. You're completely, I was telling Rosie when I came back from camp, I'm like, Rosie. I'm really proud of him because, you know, Sean, there's a lot of things that I do to work on myself and it'll work for a couple of days and I'll start going down the rabbit hole. And it's something we have to constantly work on. And I said, I'm really proud of him because he is, you're, you've been a more present friend than you've ever been. And also more compassionate for what your, you know, what your other friends may be going through. And hey, man, I got to make sure I'm there for them as well instead of them just being there for me. And I said, you know, he's just, He's a different guy, and I can't wait for your little man to meet that guy later this year because this is the guy you deserve to be. I no. totally see a difference. It's a huge change, man, absolutely huge change. And I think everybody else is going to be – listen, whether other people see it or not, doesn't really make a difference. What makes a difference is that you see it and you keep working on it. Yeah. And, and the- you're also – you're young, dude. You're a young guy. You know, I mean, I'm 20 years older than you. And, you know, we're still, I've been through it for, for a long time, even though we're, you know, we're on kind of equal footing in, in our friendship here. I've been going out of 20 years longer and, you know, but you know, you're still young. So you're still going to be learning these things in life. And I am proud of you, man. You have, you made the commitment to do the work and the work is helping. And you can tell that you're just enjoying life now and things that may have set you off in the past are. And I, and I as your friend, 
I really love to see you enjoying life. And I don't give a shit if you go 0 and 18 or 18 and 0. Man, I just want you to enjoy the fact that we are blessed here. And that's hard for us because we are so damn competitive. No doubt. And, and, and I love you and I appreciate you and you know how much your friendships meant and, and it always has, always will, brother. I appreciate you, man. Sean McVay joining us second time on our Unbreakable podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.